Thanks for tuning in to our Three Strands podcast. We desire to have a chill conversation to help young adults navigate life and build our community one podcast at a time. Hey, what is up, podcast people? Welcome to another episode. Uh, as you can tell, if you're watching on YouTube, we are missing somebody. The pod squad is down to two people. Uh, we're missing Kayla, um, but we're going to rock it out today. Hope you guys have an awesome day. Pause. How is your day going? So far, so good. I think pretty What does so far so good mean? Um, had a good breakfast. What did you have for breakfast? Um, Dominican breakfast. So it's like Dominican salami, some eggs, some pickled onions. Okay. Nice. Um, what did you have for breakfast? Like I did not eat breakfast. Actually, shout out. I went to Food Line this morning oh. trying to get back on a budget. So I bought a loaf of bread, a jar of peanut butter, and some jelly, and a box of granola bars. Hey. And I just ate a PB&J like 30 minutes ago. That's nice. In and out for $15. Wow. And I bought a Celsius. Uh, so any broke people out there, like you just you can do it. blow a lot of money on fast food like I do, just go go to Walmart, get you a loaf of bread, get some peanut butter, get some jelly, have no shame when you walk into work, and throw it on your desk. <laughs> and then when people need it, you can be like, hey, let me make you a PB&J. Let me bless your life. Yes. Yeah, so hope you guys I are having a great day. wouldn't well, suggest that, but... Okay. You know, do your thing. Hey, we're going to dive right in. Today, we're talking about things that we wish we knew. Like, hey, I wish somebody would have told me, fill in the blank. Um, So first, pause. Give us a life update. How old are you? Married, not married. So we know this is coming from a... So this is coming from a 24-year-old young adult female. I am married. I've been married for a year and a half. Let's go. Um, I am Latina, which is a huge part of like my identity um, after, you know, being a daughter of God. Um, let's see. married Latina. Yeah. 24. Let's go. I'm yeah. 24 as well. Not married. Mm -hmm. uh, dating for a couple months. 24. Living with my parents. Nice. Uh, it's kind of great. Uh, what about college? Oh, I am currently in school getting my master's, but I did go to school. I get my, I got my undergrad at Queens University, um, and I graduated in 2021. Let's go. I graduated high school in 2018. Nice. Uh, did not go to college right after. Then went to a community college. Long story short, dropped out of that. Nice. Then spent a couple years doing an online biblical studies certificate. Uh, so off the jump, pause. What is something you wish you knew? I think as first as a as a first generation student college student um you don't always i always thought that whatever you went to school for was exactly what you had to do with your life oh uh, so b movie vibes b movie vibes you ever seen the b movie yeah but it's like hey you got one job and you got to stick with that for the rest of your life oh yes yes okay. i wouldn't i didn't make that connection but yeah and i think in high school there was so much of an emphasis of especially when you're like looking for schools like you have to know what you want to do like right then and there and mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of people feel pressured because at the age of 18 what do you know like yeah you don't even you know your your brain isn't fully developed and then you enter college and you're exposed to like 500 different things that people are studying and i what i studied i loved i i loved politics i loved international studies however i'm not doing now the knowledge that i did gain i apply a lot mm -hmm. but i'm not doing exactly what I'm passionate about now, which okay. I think will be my passion for a long time. And so I think I wish I would have known like to not 
to be a little bit more spontaneous and a little bit more um, adventurous with what I studied. Yeah. And I wish I would have widened my horizons a little bit more. Like, yes, have a ma- major because you need that to graduate in a in a four year under um in a four year university, but also take classes in. I would have taken classes in photography, gra- graphic design, and even like accounting and stuff like that if I would have known. Yeah, that I wasn't going to go into politics like I thought I was when I was 18, which feels like forever ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mine's kind of the same way, going with school. I wish I would have known not to let other people determine mm-hmm. what I went to school for. Nice. Right? Because I went to, well, first, graduated high school 2018, did not go to college right after, super rebellious with school. Mm-hmm. I was like, college is, you know, Boo. not a big fan of it. Yeah. High school, you know, what's the point of a degree? Um, it actually has importance, so I would not recommend just dropping out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I went to high, I went to college, a community college for building and construction trade. Mm. Um, but it was out of the desire of man, I got to do something with my yeah. life. You know, I kind of like this thing, but this pressure from the outside of like, dude, you're 19, living with your parents, just do something with your life. Yeah. So then I went to to a community college for building and construction trade. Went for one semester, went one for three in those classes. Mm. Went back the next semester, mm. and then the first day of class, I was like, yeah, this ain't. This ain't it. This ain't it. You just turned around and left? Bro, no kidding. I'm in the guidance counselor's office finalizing my schedule. So this is the second day Mm -hmm. of classes, but I did not go in person the first day. Okay. Which saved me from having to spend a lot of money. So I did not go the first day of classes. Went back the second day to like, I had a question about my schedule and I'm standing in line at the guidance counselor person who does the schedules and I'm in line and I'm like, yeah, this this ain't it this ain't it so then i just left i went back a week later like hey i need to withdraw from all this and he's like well because you did not physically go to any of the classes you don't have to pay for it yeah um so then i withdrew from building construction uh but it was out of the desire of hey i just got to do something with my life i'm not sure what i want to do but i'm just going to do something so i'm going to try to fill that void by you know chasing a degree or anything so if you're listening and you're in that same boat of like man i don't know what i want to do with my life i'm I'm just kind of playing around. I'm kind of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Don't feel pressured, right, to just right. go and chase a degree, uh, to just try to figure it out, right? You're yeah. going to spend a lot a of lot money. A lot of money, yeah. God. <laughs> For me, I got lucky. It was a community college. I didn't have to spend a lot of money um, even in that first semester. But if it's like a bigger college, mm-hmm. and you're, especially, man, I hear stories from people on the other side of it. Like, hey, I just went to school for four years for this type of degree, yeah. right? A business degree, a communications degree, or whatever. And it's like, man, I wasted four years of my life. I'm not even doing anything with that degree right yeah. now. And now I'm 30K in student yeah. loans, right? Um, so things I wish I knew, right? Hey, what's my purpose? What's my calling? And how does school align with that? Right. Um, and then while you're trying to figure that out, don't feel pressured to just fill in those gaps. Yes. Definitely sure. lean on, like, if you're in school and you're just trying to figure it out, or if you're not in, in college, leaning on like people that are older than you because i feel like if i would have talked to more people that went through the same thing i probably would have made different decisions but i didn't i thought like i had to carry it all on my own and like i'm saying 18 like you don't know what you're doing big generational difference yeah oh true back in my i'll use my parents as an example my parents generation Mm -hmm. uh it was the traditional, you graduate, you go to school, you get a nine to five job, and then, and then yeah. that's your life, right? Mm-hmm. The B movie, in a way. Yep. Now, man, our young adult generation, the Gen Z millennial, kind of right in the gap there, it's a lot more, hey, you don't have to fit in that mold anymore. Right. And if you don't, it's still okay. It's not, yeah. hey, you graduate high school, then go to school for four years, then get a nine to five job, and then that's your life. Yeah. 
but there's a lot more opportunities out there to not just fit in that mold, so to speak. Yeah, that's true. What about else? What else we got? Some things that you wish you knew. Marriage-wise. Okay. Um, this one's a big one that I am currently going through right now. Okay. The idea of leaving and cleaving. So, leaving and cleaving. Okay. So leaving, you know, the Bible says like... Leave and cleave. You like get married, blah, blah, blah. You leave your father and your mother, right? Yep. And you go with your person. Um as an Hispanic, and I feel like other like people of color can definitely like um, relate to this. It's really hard to put a boundary with family, mm-hmm. and I think that has it's like beautiful moments, but also like its consequences if you do not draw a boundary with your family after getting married. I wish somebody would have walked me through that a little bit more and held yeah. me more accountable. Um, yeah. Brody and I are really close to both of our family, families. So like me and him are really close to his family and he, him and I are really close to my family. And it's great. Like holidays are awesome. Like everything is wonderful. However, we have noticed that now it's all blended in and it feels like our families see us as part of their families, not like us being our own separate families mm. that just like commune with them, if yep. that makes sense. And so it's been really hard and I feel like, it depends on how you grew up because some people grow up really independent and it's really easy for you to set that boundary. But if you don't and you don't have anybody walking you through that, it gets really, really hard and really mushy. And then you're a year and a half in and you don't know, like you don't want to hurt people's feelings. You don't know how to have those hard conversations because you didn't in yeah. in the beginning. And it's just, that one's a hard one, yeah. especially. And I just speak to all because I, I, I talk to a lot of females and males, too, that that are of color. And they're like, we totally get it. Like, yeah. we totally understand the dynamics with moms and dads and even grandmas and grandpas and the responsibility that you feel that you have with them. And so, yeah, that's a big one for me. That's good. Right. The, just to give some to back up your your Bible credibility, because yeah. this is a Bible verse, right? It says Genesis in Genesis two twenty four. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. They yeah. shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and then afraid. Yeah. Adam and Eve in the garden. Um, but I think kind of going tagging along with yeah. that, something I wish I knew was how to either have hard conversations mm. or uh, conflict resolution. Mm. That's good. Right. I wish I know. Like right now, I almost love conflict mm-hmm. because I have the tools to resolve the conflict. Nice. Towards like, man, this is, it's a breeze, right? It's peaceful. I mean, there's still humans and flesh yeah. and emotions involved, but it's like, I know the tools to resolve this conflict yeah. in a way um, or to reconcile the situation. Yeah. And I wish I would have known that just even two years ago, three yeah. years ago of like, hey, if somebody is mad at you or somebody has anger towards you, how to resolve that peacefully. Yeah. Or, man, even in, in dating, right? And you have to have a, a real honest conversation with the person you're dating of saying, hey, this is where we're at with our life. Where are we mm-hmm. going? How do we get there? Um, what past traumas do I bring into the, yeah. the relationship? You got to have these hard conversations. Or there's moments where I do really, really not smart things and mm-hmm. I just really mess up, right? And I have to sit there and I have to own it like, hey, okay, I did mess up. Man, you're yeah. right. I'm sorry. Yeah, and that's something I'm grateful for, like, this current generation and even, like, social media now, like, providing us with language and tools regarding conflict resolution and, and like, the idea that we're getting really educated on our past traumas and how that shows up in our workplaces and our relationships yeah. and our friendships. So. But even, 
right? Technology does help, but then the idea that there truly is nothing new under the sun. Right. Right. Conflict resolution isn't just a new age thing oh, that of we're course. dating. Yeah, no. Right. Going back to conflict resolution, even in the, the biblical terms, what the Bible says about it. And I always read those verses of, okay, you go to that person, and say you, what yeah. happened, reconcile it. If that doesn't work, bring another person in. If that doesn't work, bring another person to yeah. the table, uh, as it says in Matthews, mm-hmm. to just go through that process of, hey, go to them one on one. If that doesn't work, bring another person to the table. If that doesn't work, then bring another. And I was like, okay, those are cool verses. I always thought it was like, hey, when the pastor says something mm-hmm. non-theological, you have to go and confront them. There you go. But yeah. how practical that is in just a way of, hey, you hurt me or they hurt me. I need to go solve that. Yeah. And I need to go to that person. Mm-hmm. And so just conflict resolution outside of, man, the Bible speaks to it. And it's not just this big theological term, but it's right. so practical it is, yeah. in your everyday life with your friendships, your relationships, your husbands, your wives, like your in mom, your marriages. Your dads, yeah. And, yeah, everybody. Like it is so beautiful now. And it is such a peaceful life mm-hmm. knowing the tools it takes to resolve conflict. That's true. Like, it's like, man, like, okay, like, let's go. Like, I, I, just, <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. I don't anything. have a problem. With, like, there it, it truly is just this piece of knowing how to resolve conflict. So I wish That's I knew good. what those tools were sooner. Going off of that, something else that has to do with friendships. Friendships die. Yeah. And it's okay for them to have, like, an expiration date, if that makes sense. I feel like nobody really tells you that the older you grow obviously when you grow up and you start having different passions or different perspectives, especially, and we talked about this yesterday a little bit in our staff meeting, Mm -hmm. but like when you step into like, like a true walk with Christ, or Mm -hmm. if you decide to step into leadership under like Christ, like your maturity and your viewpoint of life changes and it won't take long until like your friendships catch up to that. And, you will start seeing them in a different light. And they just, it's not that they're bad or like some friendships aren't good for you, but they're just not at the, it sounds bad, at the same level that you're at, you know? Or sometimes you get convicted because certain friend groups that you're a part of like really, really are deep in sin Mm -hmm. and you can no longer, your spirit no longer like fits in with their spirits anymore. Um, And that's something I'm currently struggling with as well. But like nobody really talks about like the friendships, like when you, age out of a friend group mm-hmm. if that makes sense that that's a really hard realization especially as you're if you get married at the age of 23 that that makes your friendships change if yep. you start working in ministry that makes your friendships change yep. if you start leading a small group or leading a life group that makes your friendships change and they slowly start like drifting away i feel like does that yep. make sense i don't no, know for sure yeah your season of life changes but also as believers as yeah. we mature in christ and i think we and also, we should go back and do a podcast about conflict resolution. Okay. That I think. So, if you're wondering, like Josh, how do you have so much peace about loving conflict? Like, what are the tools to resolving conflict? We're I gonna don't. do a podcast about it. Stay tuned. We'll do a, a podcast about resolving conflict. Okay. Um, but going back to what you said, all right, as believers in Christ, as we mature, I think we use the phrase, "Oh, Jesus." with sinners so right I, so my friend groups can stay the same <laughs> yeah it's like yes jesus did physically be in the presence of sinners but he shared the gospel with sinners right he he pointed them to himself he said look i'm the way the truth and the life he said mm-hmm. hey look i'm not gonna go out and sin no more go yeah. do this no more i'm gonna love you i'm gonna protect you i'm gonna eat with you 
but I'm going to point you towards love. I'm going to point you towards hope. I'm going to point you towards life. I'm going to point you to himself, to Mm -hmm. Jesus. Um, So yes, while he was in the physical presence of sinners, it wasn't just like this nonchalant. He wasn't letting it slide. Yeah, it wasn't just a a nonchalant thing of like, hey man, you're right. Hey, just stay drunk. No big deal. I'm just here to grab some food and I'm going to leave, right? Yeah. But he actually, he evangelized and he pointed people towards love, hope, and grace and himself and the truth. Um, And then as believers in Christ, when we mature in our own spiritual walk, Mm -hmm. there becomes a point to say, hey, look, with my friend, my friend groups, Mm -hmm. is this a good playground I should play in? Right, your Mm -hmm. playground and your playmates. Is it a healthy community that is bringing me life? And if it's not, I can still evangelize Mm -hmm. to them, but that doesn't mean I need to be, you know, BFFs with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, So that's a, that is a big thing. That's a huge one. Your, Your playground and your playmates. I wish I knew, man, when I was 18, 19, man, before Three Strands started, which was 2021, I wish I knew how powerful a young person can be, like a young Mm. believer can be. That's good. All right, when I was 18 through like 21, uh, before Three Strands started, it was just the idea of like, hey, I need to submit under Mm. my pastors. I need to, which I do in a biblical order, 100%. But this this hierarchy of the pastor is more spiritual than me, mm-hmm. and the pastor is the one who has to start this movement, yeah. or the church in itself has a higher, a bigger spiritual hierarchy than me, so they're the one who starts this movement. Mm-hmm. And I wish, man, if if I know what I know now, mm-hmm. I would have told my 18, 19, 20 year old self, like, dude, you can go do it. Like, you got the Holy Spirit, you got Jesus. That's all you need to go start the Bible study, to go start yeah. the life group, to go lead a movement, to go mm-hmm. change the world. Like, and then when I look at other world changers in the world today or even jesus's disciples like they're a bunch of young people yeah um that started movements that start revivals to do things and i was like i have like nothing changed between 24 year old josh mm-hmm. and 21 year old josh yeah same resources same tools same holy spirit yeah same holy spirit like that's good so if you're out there listening like and you're young, you're like, eh, maybe that's the pastor's job to go do that. It's the church's job to go do that. Yeah. Like, dude, you got all you need to go change the world. You got all you need to start a revival in your school, to bring people Jesus, to start a ministry, to grow something, to start a business, to start yeah. a nonprofit. Like you got all you need to go and do it. And you got more time than ever. Yeah. Being we're talking about singleness coming up in Monday. Mm. Um, I don't so I don't want to share too much of our, you know, Monday topic. But I wish I would have known. I'm going to hit on singleness a good bit. The purpose of it, mm-hmm. I wish I would have known the purpose of singleness mm. while I was single. Okay. Um, and I, it took me a while to understand it, Command, because I was, I've been single for a hot, well, was mm-hmm. single for a hot minute and so resentful. Like, mm-hmm. oh God, you're telling me singleness is a gift. Like, I'm going to return this or anything. <laughs> return- like, this is dumb. You're like, going to return a gift the Lord gave you. That's so great. This, like, and I spent so much, I would even debate Cam, like uh, one of our family pastors here, about what the Bible says about it. Because Paul says, uh, not as a command from the Lord, but I will tell you. So I'm like, hey, you're telling me it's a man's opinion that this is mm, a gift. This is, yeah. um, so I would debate it. I would debate it. And I was like, I would. Uh, view any person who is married to tell me that singleness is a gift i'm mm-hmm. like bro you're a hypocrite if marriage is such a gift then why are you married i mean no if singleness is such a gift then why are you married right if singleness is so great if it's such a gift then why'd you get married and i would spend so much of my years like uh three years of my singleness just being resentful at it mm. of like trying to debate it that it's not a gift trying to debate it like oh it's a disease i don't want this <laughs> I hey, I'm just being real. I don't know if somebody oh, out there can relate. Like, this is 
terrible or the the total opposite side of like mm-hmm. hey it's a disease i don't want it or the other drastic side of okay it is i'm gonna be stuck like this forever, forever. this is just my life i'm gonna sit on the couch and just eat bojangles and chips and be with my parents and just live, and live with my parents the rest of my life like i wish i would have known the purpose of singleness and then when i start to understand the purpose of singleness mm-hmm. that's when three strands was built yeah. and, and founded me. That's when a whole ministry came up. That's when I started to have joy in singleness. Like mm. I can go on a trip to the mountains at 3 a.m. and not have any responsibilities. I can eat what I want when I want and not have any That's responsibilities. True. Like understanding the purpose of singleness. I wish I knew that sooner. And if you're like, Josh, what is the purpose of singleness? When you hear this, come on Monday night or yes. rewatch it on our YouTube channel. Yes, uh, the that. purpose of singleness. Um, I wish I just didn't resent it as much as I did. Wow. That's a good one. Um, similarly, but not, but talking about relationships, I think I wish I would have known not to listen too much. It's important to, to take advice from people older than you, Mm -hmm. but I think I listened too much to a lot of couples as I was getting ready to get married Mm -hmm. to like how they did things Mm -hmm. thinking that Brody and I would be the same way, but we're not. Brody's her husband, by the way. Oh yeah. If you guys haven't picked up on that by now. (laughs) Yeah. Some random guy. Um, and I think I entered marriage expecting the worst because a lot of people, which says a lot about the people that I, I tried to listen to, they just shared a lot of like sadness and frustration within their marriages. Um, but I think similar to like the conflict resolution tools that you were talking about, if you have that under your belt, like you don't, this, I don't know if, I, if I'm saying this right. Like marriage is not as hard as, like people say it is, mm-hmm. if you use the proper tools that one, the Holy Spirit gives you, and two, that people that are doing it the right way, like when they give you those tools, you use them, if that yeah. makes sense. So, How like, to defuse the bomb. Yes. And so, like, I think initially, like, I came up here, because I mean, I don't have to go into too much about like my, the way I saw my parents' marriage, but I just compared a lot of toxic marriages um, to ours, especially Mm -hmm. going in. And I ignored all the tools that I had received. And so for a while, like I would just expect the worst, expect the worst until then. I mean, definitely God led me to be like, hey, like you can do better. You can break these generational curses. You know what to do. You know how to sit down with the person you love and have a loving conversation, loving and honest conversation. So I think knowing and being more observant of like who you ask for wisdom and advice especially as you step into marriage you yep. know um yeah because that could definitely we really do like got to do a, a conflict resolution podcast yeah if it, and, it's helping in marriage it helps my, like we'll do it don't worry in the next two weeks we'll have a, how to defuse sure. the bomb uh podcast yeah because it's very real it's not just this super theological thing like there are some very like the bible lays out very practical steps on how to yeah. defuse a bomb and it's, it's important to know that like the bible like you have to go to the bible to like know how to defuse a bomb because if you rely on people or social media you'll get the wrong stuff Mm -hmm. you'll get the it's almost like god wrote the bible and god (laughs) created humans and god knows what he's doing it's like wow shout out to god and it's just it's crazy because that could make or break a lot of things yeah if you listen to the wrong people if you listen to the wrong resources I remember on social media, there was a, it was trendy to be crazy, to be a crazy wife, to be a crazy girlfriend. It was trendy to, to go through the phone and throw fits. Like that's not healthy, you know, like I would not suggest that. And so I don't know, definitely have to do a podcast about that, but that yeah. it's just something I would have, I wish I would have been warned about, I guess. Yeah, man. And to kind of land the plane on, on this episode, I wish I would have known 
that the word of God, like the Bible, it is the source of truth. Like for That's every situation, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Like every man, how do I solve conflict with this person? The Bible talks about it. Right. How yeah. do I uh, do marriage well as a wife or as a husband? Oh, hey, yeah. the Bible talks about the it. Bible hey, how does. do I do my singleness well? Oh my gosh, the Bible talks about it. Hey, this this thing just happened in the church. How should uh now put it on the pastoral hat mm-hmm. and ministry? You're solving problems, uh, helping people. Conflict comes up, and it's like, man, how do we as the church or me as the leader of this ministry solve this problem? The oh my Bible. God, the Bible talks about it. That's it's true. like, hey, what's my identity? What's my purpose in life? Oh my gosh, the <laughs> Bible talks about it. So if you guys don't learn anything from this episode, no, the Bible, it speaks to your whole life, how yeah. to navigate it, how to live it, how to honor God with your life. Like it's so cool to look at it and realize like it's not just this outdated book that was written 2,000 years ago and it's just for people who wore sandals and back in bible days you know rode rode camels you'd be surprised the amount of resources that it has and how accurate it is like you look at your life and you're like whoa it feels like it was written for me like as if somebody up there knew me it's like it's the word of god living and active sharper than any two-edged sword two-edged sword Mm, shout out to hebrews what a a guy what a dude or you know second timothy 3 16 that all scripture is breathed out and inspired by god and is profitable for you for reproof reproof teaching and correction shout out to the bible um man we should just do another whole episode on the bible and how just beautiful it is i appreciate you guys tuning in today if anything you can learn from us right um and to future podcast episodes that are going to come out about how to defuse the bomb, how mm-hmm. to do marriage well. Yeah. Uh, man, if you're in college navigating, going to yeah. classes and taking classes, don't feel pressured to just pick an option and choose it. Yeah. Um, but navigate your life and always refer back to the Bible because it's, you know, it's pretty accurate. It's pretty yeah. awesome. But with For all sure. that said, peace, love, and happiness. Adios, people. Thanks for tuning in to our Three Strands podcast. We desire to have a chill conversation to help young adults navigate life and build our community one podcast at a time.